please welcome up on stage the premiere for Elisabeth Greta's daughter uh, being a director of a bank. <laughs> hey! Welcome back. Where do you want to sit? Here or here? Maybe here. Yeah, fantastic. So, uh, so last time you were here, we were speaking about sort of the outer space and communities of die-hard gamers. Now you're becoming the marketing director of Iceland's largest bank. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, it's uh, quite a different industry. So it's, yes, I'm taking a bit of a turn there. Absolutely. What, what, what sort of makes, when you make the transition from crazy computer gamers to serious bank clients, what are some of the things you, you bring with you from the gaming industry? Well, I mean, in, in the end, it's always about the customer. It's always understanding people, understanding kind of the fundamental needs, understanding um, how to engage with them, etc. And uh, there are actually very interesting lessons that you can actually take from gaming and can actually apply it to pretty much any other industry there is. So yeah, so yeah, absolutely, I can take. Some what are some of the What are some of the learnings in gaming that you can t bring with you? Uh, some of the learnings. Well, for example. Um, no matter what product you have, um, you always have to understand what is the deep emotional connection that people do have with it. And as you were mentioning uh, regarding computer games, and especially something like EVE, uh, we have fans, and uh, they are extremely devoted to the product. But when you start exploring it, they're actually not that, they're not really a fan of the fans of the product or the company. They're actually deeply connected to the investment that they've made to the game. And then they mm -hmm. transfer that invest investment over to the brand itself. And for example, at FanFest, which we have every year in Iceland, we have like 2,000 players fly in. We have had, uh, even, uh, we have even had tattoo parlors just to check and see if people would actually tattoo themselves with uh, the, the brand and things from the game. And I think when we did that, there were at least 23 or 24 people who signed up. We didn't think we would get one, but they actually signed, they, they tattooed themselves. And, no way. And so you gave away free tattoos? No, 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 no. Because, you know, being a parent, of course, I didn't want to give away free <laughs> tattooing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to be responsible. So I said, at least let them have the limit that you actually have to pay for the tattoo. But they did. And wow. they would have tattoos of spaceships, the EVE logos, <laughs> all sorts of things all over the body. And these are not teenagers. These are men in the you know, average age, age is 32. So usually those who visit us to Iceland are age 25 to 55. We're going to uh, invite another guest uh, into the panel uh, who is in the same industry as you now. Uh, he's the managing director of Nodia and he's also been appointed Swedish best marketing director. Klaus Tell, please welcome up on stage. Have a seat. Very welcome. So, so, um, you are marketing uh, a bank, uh, sort of traditional institution, but you also have the same sort of sets of customers uh, or fans or whatever you call them. How do you do to engage and how sort of, how, what does the new marketing mix look like with all these new channels that we've been discussing today? Uh, first, Ola, it's great to be here, but I feel like the male dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been twitching around the... Um, being a lot of males here, but then also coming from an old industry. Uh, but uh, I think uh, banking is really interesting because it has a lot to do with digitalization and, and uh, our core is of course the relationship. And we've been around for many years and I think we've been quite innovative, uh, at least uh, when it comes to products and so on. I think there's still much to be done on the customer angle to it. So there are still um, uh, many ways for us to leverage on the sort of our relationship 
maybe in a slightly different way, the digital relationship. But how, how, if you look at sort of marketing five years ago and yeah. now, how does the dashboard look different? Or what, what kind of things do you pay attention to that you yeah. didn't pay attention yeah. to before? Uh, it's a completely different landscape, of course. I mean, if you talk about traditional marketing, that's completely changed now. We really need to look into new opportunities with mobile banking and so on. And, and also, I think you, we discussed earlier a little, little about how to use big data and so on. Uh, so, of course, we have great opportunities because we have a lot of knowledge about our customers that we can sort of uh, use. Uh, but the, the core of, of our business is the relationship, and that is so, sort of the same. What is now happening is that we have a, a new arena uh, for communication. So today, I think, uh, if we talk about uh, Nordea.SES in Sweden, we have around 12 million visits each month. month. So it's a perfect window for us to sort of market and display our products. But what we really need to do is sort of create the engagement. And that we can do in the physical presence, right, when we meet the customers, but we also need to do it uh, online. And I think that will be new. So that's why it's so good to sort of see what is happening in the, in the news industry. I, I heard about Huffington uh, Post. Yeah. Anyone here familiar with Huffington Post? One, two, three, six, ten. Yeah, I think we will hear more about that in the future. And it's sort of, a, it's an online uh, uh, news uh, room sort of combining TV, web, uh, and, and conversation, chat, and so on. I think the same will appear in the banking industry, because we really need to engage the customers, and we cannot only rely on meeting them one-to-one. -one. So I think that will change. And how do you, what are you, some of your, your learnings on developing a community or, or engaging with a group of users? Yeah, well, <clears throat> what I see, one of the things that I can see that I can transfer from, from the game industry and over to, to, uh, to, to banking, is, for example, to understand the user behavior. Mm. And engaging is clearly what the game industry does very well. But clearly, you're not, the bank industry is not about uh, entertaining. It, it's a completely different field. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in the exciting same way as you do when it's only about keeping their attention. Now, for banking, it's much about being like partner in life and actually be, be with, stay with the customer, understand their needs, and find ways to facilitate and like make their lives easier. And you know, clearly doing that through mobile, you know, be where, be where the customer really needs you. And that but how, how's that going to look? Mobile, I mean, the banking is already done mobile to a certain extent, but how's that going to evolve in the future? If we invented banking today, we probably, probably would do it completely differently. So what would the mobile experience be that is different than now? Well, the mobile experience, I mean, for me as a consumer in Iceland, I have a mobile app. And uh, you know, I have an overview of pretty much like all my balance in that in that app, and I can also just transfer money, and I can do that simultaneously. So I can pretty much just say, you know, if you're gonna like, can you go and grab me a coffee? I don't have my credit card, but I'll just send it to you right now, and you get it immediately. Mm -hmm. And it just pings up on your app, going like, you know, you you know, Elizabeth has transferred thousand thousand kronas to your account. So that's just kind of the, the beginning of it. That. But that also means that my bank is with me on the fly when mm -hmm. I need it. I don't have to like, gather anything up to kind of have a session with them. And that's clearly the, the path of the future, that, uh, that online and mobile isn't really a thing or a place to go or be. It's going to be part of everything else. But do you think that that will turn into new products like Ola's mobile has been on the, uh, you know, on, on, on parting too, too much. He shouldn't get a house loan or yeah, you know, he well, drives very slowly, so let, let him have, you know, or could, mm. could that be sort of 
the data component, could that create new services? Absolutely. I think that today we already know a lot about our customers, of course, and, and that you need to treat in a very careful way. So uh, assuming that we get the acceptance for the customers, that we can use the data, we can do so. And it's about being relevant. So if we can provide them with the right uh, offerings or the right dialogue, and being relevant, then they will accept it. If not, we can't do it. So, and then if you combine the data that we have, of course we have a, a lot of uh, data, and then also with how they move around in, uh, in the digital arena, maybe in social media and so on, of course, it's that if and when, or it could already be today be, be combined, then we have a very powerful tool of communicating. But again, bank is about trust. Mm. We are sort of, we are taking care of, of uh, the deposits for the customers. But and there's also a lot of issues with banks as institutions and sort of the destroyers of the global economy and so forth. There, there's something that you, uh, you need to battle with as a bank and you will start having to battle with. It's, it's a lot cooler to say I'm from EVE Online. Nobody has anything negative to say unless they're parents of kids that are completely <laughs> gone missing. But, but, uh, but how do you deal with that, sort of the, 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 the banking branding, so to speak? I think that's going to come from understanding what the purpose of, of banks are in society. I think banks also need to understand why they are here, why they have been an institution that actually started appearing 2,000 years ago. Um, you know, banks, uh, as a financial institutions, they are one of the pillars in our society, a very important one as such. And that's one of the reasons why I find it fascinating, because in a way, when you work in a bank and you can do it in a... This is not always possible, but you can actually have impact on society even in more way than polit polit politicians can. And um, so, in my way, me looking at, for example, the Icelandic bank scenario, um, as most people probably know, four years ago, there was a complete reboot in the system. And, uh, and First that, and then you send us an ash cloud. Yes, <laughs> yes, we did. And probably some other stuff coming as well. But, but, with, but there was a complete reboot in the system. And people can start to think about, and when you actually have a complete meltdown in the system, you can start thinking about things from a different perspective. And something that's a very traditional business is sometimes they're willing to look at it from another perspective, open up their horizons. And as someone said, you should never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> and, uh, and in Key my... Take away, you should never let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly, because at that point, people were not willing to look at things differently in the past, are willing to do so now. And I can see right now, I'm, the banks in Iceland have been trying to recovering themselves for the last four years. They did go bankrupt. We built up new ones. And then what we're looking at now, so if you're saying banks are unpopular, can you imagine how it is in Iceland? <laughs> so, um, so the way I see this is that uh, there's so much that we can do. We, can, we, can, we have the ability to make the Icelandic society healthier. We can, uh, we can support uh, innovation and entrepreneurs more. We can take more social responsibility. For example, last week, uh, Arian Bank announced that uh, uh, all parents on parental leave, they can re reduce the, um, the amount they're paying on the mortgage each month. Because of the financial crisis in Iceland, uh, the government had to actually lower uh, the, the payment that parents get every month when they're on parental leave resulting in fewer fathers taking parental leaves. So there, the bank can actually come forward and say, you know what, we're picking up the slack then now, and we're going to try to adjust the equality then in the, in the workplace. Do, do, you see the, do you see this clause that you have a, a, a different role to take, or that there's sort of a, a reimagination of the bank as, as a pillar of society, or do you think that you already are? 
uh, yes, I think we can take different roles. On the one, we have the sort of the, the consumer perspective, sort of being uh, in the future when it comes to mobile banking and all new ways of doing banking. On the other hand, we can also play a new role in developing this. I mean, we would not be where we are today. Eight quarters ago, we had 70,000 customers doing active mobile banking customers. Today, we have 700,000 eight quarters ago. So, of course, this will change rapidly, and we are in the middle of that. We can facilitate that. But then uh, uh, also, as you say, there is something also with uh, our part in society. And here I think we can do better, of course, because if you're big and strong, as uh, the Nordic banks are, and maybe you will become <laughs> that as well uh, long term, and uh, if you're big and strong, you have to be nice and friendly, and you have to be supportive, and you have to sort of stand up in society and also do good. But and I think here we can play a part. That that momentum a little bit. I mean, if, if you read industrial history, it was it was the Wallenbergs who gave somebody a loan, and then they started a you know a large corporation that employed thousands of people some decades down the line. I mean, are, is that the, the bank and the startup community? There is a large disconnect there. How, how do you see that evolving? Yeah, yeah the, the the thing is that uh, venture capital is a different thing. We're not allowed to do that. So I think, but we can partner because there are a lot of institutional knowledge within the bank, and we have a lot of good people that know how to run businesses and knows how to support those around businesses. And there, I think we can do more. But we need to partner with uh, some venture capitalists or do some sort of setup around it because, uh, again, bank is about trust. We're having the depositors' money to take care of long term and. Then lend it out responsibly. And, and when it comes to venture capital, I think we need to think, think differently. But circling back to marketing a little bit, uh, how, how do you sort of, how do you, how do you design communication with your will-be customers and customers now? What are the sort of, so is it the traditional marketing mix with TV, outdoor, print, social, mobile, or, or how is that, is, is sort of the new stuff being done in an experimental lab somewhere and the old trusted things are sort of taking the bulk? How, how, do, you, how do you validate if new things are, are, are useful or not? If Joe from Microsoft says you should try our in-app advertising, how do you sort of move money from something you kind of know to something new? And, and in what space is that done in the company? In the banking? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say that uh, it's very traditional still. And I think that has to go to with the sort of the marketing industry. But the, the interesting stuff, that is what we do together with Facebook, together with uh, Google and, and the partners like that. So the, the things that are really, the interesting things that are really cooking in our organization is around social media and new thing, ways of doing uh, marketing. And also coming back to big data and to leverage all the, the data that we have and the knowledge around our customers. There are also big investments in, in turning that into some sort of opportunity engine for us mm -hmm. to leverage on. And, and the, the data is there, uh, the customers are there, and we have the, the, the relationship, but we also have, need to have greater capabilities when it comes to marketing. And that would also, of course, involve mobile banking as well. How do you look upon marketing innovation and where, where sort of how much can you experiment and bet the farm and how much do you sort of... I, I, think, you need, I think you need to just do the experiment and be willing to fail. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you look eight years past, as we've been going over, I mean, we didn't have Twitter yet, eight years ago, we didn't have social, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have smartphones. If we want to be ready for something that's coming eight years from now, I mean, what, I mean, what is going to be... Uh, we, what's going to be as relevant as uh, the smartphones? What, what is it that we don't have now which yeah. is going to be that important? You have to be willing to try. You have to be willing just to experiment, fail. You have to find a way to engage. 
through this technology. I usually use the uh, kind of the, the rule of thumb when I'm uh, experimenting with the new things. Like, is this um, is this just a password, or is this something that is facilitating our natural behavior that has been limited by now by either technology or the social constructions so that we right. created along So you're that. looking for something that facilitates a natural behavior. Yeah. And if that becomes easier with the technology, then you think you're onto something big. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it can be either through technology, but some, sometimes because we are, actually cre we, are, uh, uh, we are creatures that are designed to live in much smaller populations than we are we're living right now. So some of the things that we have built in modern society are, are actually in, are, um, holding back on some natural behaviors that we do have. So sometimes we need technology to actually be able to move there. Could so you, you can give see an some, example? Um, an example. Well, there's an example that actually I've been quite fascinated with uh, looking at the augmented reality that you're, you, uh, we've been talking about and what lessons can be learned from the game industry. And uh, thing, um, so as I said, we're, we are designed to live in much smaller tribes. And there is a flawed, like an inbuilt flawed in living in such large cities that we do now. And that is that your reputation and your honor actually doesn't come with you. Because you can be pretty much, a, and, and sorry to use the language, you can be a dick on the street, but no one really will know. You can be a dick in the traffic, etc. And this is the same thing that's happening online. So, so, so what did you to get this? Because I find it fascinating. We're designed to live in smaller tribes. How small tribes? I would say around 150, because usually your mental capacity usually makes sure you can network with 150. And it's a bit different between people, but 100 to 200. So, so you have 100 to 200 people that you could care about, and now we're living in much larger cities. And that makes you sort of be a bad driver, and you don't really care, because exactly. you don't have to care about your reputation. That's and, and then from the game industry, the game industry is dealing with the same issue, that people uh, online in these connected worlds, because that's the biggest learning you can learn from game industry. They do already have the connected worlds and people interacting within them. So they're dealing with uh, people's behavior. And uh, the theory is that usually you will only have 5% of the audience that, or the participants that actually want to be really, really bad. And then you have 5% that really want to be saints. The part is, the, the middle one, are you going to get them, are you going to influence to, be, to have show negative behavior or positive behavior? And uh, Riot Games and uh, League of Legends, they actually created a very interesting system just, um, uh, it was earlier this year, where they were, rewarding positive uh, behavior in game, allowing the players themselves to give out honor points mm -hmm. to their opponents. So if you were a good opponent, I would actually give you like, it was you know, great fighting with you. And there was nothing in this but prestige. So if you take this, for example, in the future, in a connected world with augmented reality, uh, let's, let's put on traffic, which usually is an issue, because oh, everyone, and then you're driving, because in traffic, right now, we only give you feedback on neg negative behavior. Yeah. You get tickets for speeding, etc. What if you could be driving and you can just say, you know what, that guy, you know, let me in a line. I'm going to give him Honor a Honor points. Yeah. Honor points. Or that guy, you know, stopped for old lady. We can start really impacting our behavior in society, reinstalling what used to be honor and reputation. And we, it, we used to be proud of doing the right thing because we were part of a tribe, we were part of a family. Our reputation would matter. So it would be interesting to see things that, we are, that are being done in the game industry and playing that to then the connected world and the connected society. That's fascinating. It's going to be interesting to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out with the bank. Uh, we, 
I'm, I'm asking you, Klaus, if you go out here for lunch and, and you're going to be part of the Syme days, what are some of the things or meetings or things you want to bring with you from Syme to, to your everyday work? Uh, I think, first of all, it's, it's the passion about change and what the future can bring to you. I think that is really what is Syme for me, and, and I'm old enough to be part of uh, how things were done in, in the late 90s and so on. So I know that uh, now we, we really are back on track, and I think things are really happening now. If it was, was a venture capital mood then, now it's sort of business mood from, from day one, and I think that's really great. So it's also so good atmosphere, all the people sort of, yeah, talking about the opportunities rather than what sort of went wrong in the old days and so on. So I think it's really, really good to meet all the people that have so many ideas and wants to do what they want to do. Great. Uh, Can I have one thing more? Absolutely. <laughs> I've been really trying to reimagine, like think about what is going to be the future of the bank. And uh, it's kind of hard when you have such a large institution. I would love if people are thinking here, like what's going to be the disruptive technology for banks, as we've seen in pretty much every other space. And uh, one of the things that uh, I can help but come back to is the idea of uh, a money cloud, uh, which should serve something in a similar way like torrent sites a do today. A money cloud? A money cloud. I mean, it, it just, it, it's in the air, it must happen at some point. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year or later, probably mm. only in 10 or 15 years. But a money cloud where you have like an open source technology environment where you actually decentralize, uh, decentralize currency exchange between people mm. and loans, etc. And actually can create, uh, like I said, I don't know how or why, but this has been happening. It's a pattern that you can take from other industry. And, and in a way, this must happen. I don't think the banks are ever going to... I, I met an entrepreneur last week in London who took his own take. He created his own uh, currency called Veng. And now it's being traded by hedge funds and everything else. And he's like, he's the central mm. bank. He's an mm. entrepreneur. Mm. And if you want to sort of, I don't know, sell cocaine, you can sort of transfer <laughs> whatever transfer. There's no banking system. There is nothing. I don't know if it's particularly easy for that or tax evasion or mm. whatever. Mm. But there's a market for Veng everywhere. Uh, but it's, somebody can create their own currency and get into business. So maybe we'll see a money cloud before long. Thank you very much, guys, for being here. We are uh, getting... Thank you very much. Big, Thank big, you. Big,